Are you ready for common sense retirement planning advice? Tired of the noise coming out of mainstream financial media that doesn't always have your best interest at heart? Looking for someone who will answer the tough questions that applies to your money? Well, welcome to the Plan to Retire podcast. Each week, certified financial planner Jeff Bowers will make you a better investor, consumer, and help you make smart money choices as you journey through retirement. Head on over to plantoretire.com, that's the number two in Plan to Retire, where you can learn more, schedule a no-obligation introductory phone call, or subscribe to this free podcast on your favorite podcasting platform. Now, here's your host, Jeff Bowers. Today on the Plan to Retire podcast, we have Lee Fangmeyer with Remax Plus. Lee's a lifelong Marylander and realtor with Remax Plus in Frederick, Maryland. Prior to being a realtor, Lee owned a small business, and that experience helped her develop strong connections to the community, hone her exceptional negotiating skills, and create a robust marketing strategy. Lee's very active in the community, and I think the listeners will gain a lot of value today at how Lee's perspective on the marketplace shows that there is an active and healthy real estate market that exists today, and that many of the realtors are adapting their techniques to the COVID-19 protocols and taking health and safety in mind. So with that, let's welcome Lee to the podcast today. Hi, Jeff. Thank you very much for having me. Tell us a little bit about yourself and how you got into real estate. Actually, I started in real estate back when I was a kid. My parents had rental properties, and so I was able to tag along and learn about the aspect of home buying and selling, and also from a rental perspective and the landlord perspective. And so I developed a love for homes, what home means to people, and just actually features of homes. I'm just in love with that. So life, of course, took over and I got married. We raised three kids here in Frederick County. I was highly involved in the community. So I have a lot of connections that way through our community over the years here in Frederick County, a lot of volunteer work, but I was finally able to get involved in the industry through property management. And I managed about 17 different residential properties. And it was right up my alley because of all the experience I had on the inside of property management as a kid. And that evolved into me getting my real estate license and I jumped into real estate full time. So I've been able to combine my love for the industry and helping people achieve their real estate goals. So you can almost say you're like a second generation family business here. Yeah, really. It's interesting about being a landlord, managing 17 properties, that had to be quite a task. Actually, it is a task, but I really enjoyed it. I enjoyed kind of being the go-between between the renter and the landlord and solving problems. And really, that's a lot of what real estate boils down to is being a good problem solver. Makes sense. What's the current real estate market like? And what are conditions like from both a home seller and a buyer's perspective? What are you seeing out there right now? I'm glad you asked because there's obviously been a lot of change in the last couple months here. The market is actually very active right now. We have about a third less homes on the market for sale right now due to COVID-19. And that's a third less compared to the home inventory from this time last year. So this time last year, we're considered to have a low home inventory. 
So we even have a lower home inventory than normal. And about a third of those homes that are actively for sale are new construction. So not all those homes that are actively on the market are resales. So buyer demand is high due to incredibly low interest rates. And I know you hear that all the time. And it's just the saying that all realtors have, but we're looking at the low threes right now. Basically, you can't pass that up. And so if they're in a position to buy and they qualify because the lending requirements are a little tighter now, then those home buyers are out looking for their next home. In April, for example, and I just want to show you from a seller's perspective, in April, the stats really stand for themselves. And it was shocking to me, to be quite honest. The single family homes in April, their average home sale price was up 5% from April of 2019. And the attached homes in Frederick County, the average sales price was up 16% from April 2019. That shows you that the demand was still there even in April. And of course, the inventory was lower and people weren't actively putting their homes on the market. But we're starting to see a change up now where people are feeling a little bit more comfortable about going forward with that. The sellers have to be in a position to feel that they're ready to have buyers come through their homes, utilizing PPE and appropriate social distancing. And of course, we use masks, we use gloves, booties, hand sanitizer. Yeah, got to use all the right protocols. So that's interesting. So it really goes back to the old supply and demand. I mean, the perception, you would think the public right now would think, well, we're in a recession. Boy, the real estate market's got to be horrible. But you're not the first person in the real estate industry. I've had the same thing from a mortgage broker. Tell me the same thing. Now, with the number of listings being so low, is that some sort of demographic trend or is that just a temporary blip, you think, because of the COVID-19 people don't want other people coming in their homes? What do you think it is? The low home inventory has existed even prior. So I think people are staying in their homes longer. And in order to have really a healthy, balanced market, we need people who are moving forward and not staying as long in their homes to meet the demand for the next generation, specifically more so the millennials right now, which make up 38% of our market, to be able to have those homes as resale purchases. That's real interesting. Well, walk me through the process, especially now during the COVID-19. When you're going to list a property for sale, what do you recommend to home sellers to do to prepare their house for sale? To walk somebody through a potential client who wants to sell their home, first, I need to find out what their needs are. Whether you're dealing with a home seller or a home buyer, first and foremost, you need to know what their needs are. You need to ideally meet in person virtually or in person utilizing PPE and social distancing. But we need to know what are their plans moving forward? Do you need to buy your next home? Can I assist you with that? How soon do you need to move? Are you relocating? Do you need to sell rapidly? There's lots of different factors that I need to be aware of. And do you need to sell this home first before you move forward? So there's a lot of discussion that goes on first, just to get to know each other and to know what their needs are. And then obviously I need to take a look at the house to see the condition of the house, what features they have, what updates they've done, 
any upgrades that they are in the process of doing or have done. And then from there, I develop a home valuation. Then, of course, during that listing presentation where I go over the home valuation with them, my marketing strategy and the paperwork, which can be signed electronically, by the way, that's very commonplace in real estate, then we just kind of develop a plan from there. But of course, in this COVID environment, you need to let them know what it looks like for them to get a picture of home buyers and what to expect. Are they going to be vetted in any sense of the imagination or are they just going to do whatever they want like a normal home showing might be? But I try to reassure them I have a COVID-19 set up outside of the home, ideally with masks, gloves, booties, hand sanitizer, like I mentioned. And then we go through what the expectations are, what they want to say to a potential home buyer before going into their house. Do you want to emphasize only three or less people in the home at one time? And you tell me what you're looking to do. The age-old question, and I've kind of actually had this argument with family members, so maybe you can help solve this. If I'm selling a house and it's being shown today, I was always of the belief, boom, we vacate the home and we get out of there. We go down the block and we spy on them while they're going through our house, right? (laughs) Oh, yeah, they definitely do. We don't want them in the house when there's a showing. That's what I was going to ask you, because some people tell me, oh, no, I want to stay in that house. And I'm thinking that kind of would put me off if I'm a prospective buyer. But as a professional, what do you recommend? You want that home buyer to feel comfortable. You want them to be able to envision themselves living in that home. And so in order to do that, you really don't want the homeowner there. You want them to feel comfortable. What are kind of some of the common sense things that if I'm listing a home and it's being shown today, what should my wife and I do today to this house to get it ready for you to bring somebody through? I actually have a short 10 tip flyer that I hand potential home sellers out. Everything from curb appeal to decluttering, depersonalizing, cleaning, they all sound very basic, but they're all very important in the process. And then I also explain why each item is important, even involving things as little as making necessary home repairs, because you don't want to be dinged for them down the line. So if you have the ability to do those home repairs now, I highly suggest that. I could see that checklist being really valuable. What are some of today's home buyers looking for when they want to buy a home today? What kind of trends and what are things that they're finding attractive today? Location is always going to be critical. Location to their work, their activities, being in the school district that they want to be in, and of course, affordability, typically. Buyers are actually picky. You'd be surprised. They watch a lot of HGTV. (laughs) (laughs) So the standards are being set higher due to cable TV. They really, really are. So they're looking for something turnkey. They're looking for something that's been updated, kitchens, bathrooms, neutral paint color. It's funny you say that because with the proliferation of these flipping shows and everyone going in and tearing out a kitchen and making it sound like it's something easily that anybody can do, you're actually seeing the reverse. Buyers don't want to do that. Do you think it's they don't want to do it because they watch these shows and like, I don't want to get into that? Do you think that's the cause of it? Actually, I think it comes down to time. People are just so busy nowadays with work 
though there is a little bit more time being spent at home at the moment, of course, and a lot of people are doing a lot of do-it-yourself projects as we speak, but they just want something turnkey. They want convenience. What kind of things do you do with a buyer? What is their specific steps? You talked a little bit about walking through their needs, but are there any kind of particular programs or specialized areas that you can focus on to help today's buyer that you can share with us? There are a lot of programs out there available as far as grants to make home more affordable uh, for potential home buyers. There are city grants, county grants, state grants, federal, you name it, it goes the whole way up. And the importance is to get you in touch with a good lender. And I work with a variety of good lenders who are very experienced in their field, who know to basically get an idea for what their needs are financially and to be able to walk them through a plan of action. I often, when I find a young couple, I'll encourage them to go see a mortgage broker or a loan officer and get a pre-approval letter. Is that something that's still valid in today's marketplace? Is that something they should definitely still do to have an idea and have that documentation in advance? Very much so. I'm glad you brought that up. Because of the demand out there, they really do need to be pre-approved in order to make an offer. I want to put them in as a strong a position as possible in order to have their offer accepted. And of course, I have ways that I also utilize to have their offer stand out more. One of the trends we've seen demographically in the country is 85 million baby boomers and the trend of these empty nester communities that are popping up. What kind of challenges or opportunities have you seen in the downsizing market? How does that act or present itself differently than maybe, say, the young couple with the small kids when they go to sell a home? That's a very good point. I'm actually very active in helping people, home sellers, helping them downsize and to figure out what is best for them moving forward, presenting them with the resources to do that. So I'm a part of the Aging Network Alliance and also the Elder Services Provider Council. And I've worked with Stress-Free Solutions to put on downsizing seminars. So I provide them with the resources so they can decide what arrangement for living they want to go into, whether it's rental or to purchase a home or to be in a particular facility. So I present them with resources so they can make an educated decision. And Stress-Free Solutions can come along and provide them with the advice, the tips, and the ability to help them physically downsize. That's a neat service. Tell us how is social media and video playing a role in today's home buying environment? And was that trend there before COVID-19? And what do you think about if it's going to continue and how it's going to look after? Very much so. Because of COVID, there's really been a major shift towards that. And social media and virtual platforms are crucial right now. They're really the key to putting what sellers have to offer and what buyers are wanting together. So I'm looking to connect home buyers and home sellers virtually and via social media platforms. So I have always had a strong desire to be ever present on social media. I have a Facebook business page. I'm on LinkedIn. I'm on Instagram, as you know, Twitter, YouTube, Pinterest, you name it. I present 
to everyone on a variety of different platforms. And what's cool about social media is that every platform is different as far as how you present it. So on Instagram, for example, a picture is worth a thousand words. But on other platforms, you have room for more details. As a realtor, you need to utilize those to the best of your ability. And I feel like I'm doing that right now. It's important to develop those connections between buyers and sellers virtually. And in addition, for people that are listing their home for sale, utilizing virtual open houses are important right now. And 3D pictures and video. And so a home buyer could potentially walk through a house and see everything, including the actual measurements of each room. So you can see measurements, you can see from the perspective of different corners in each room. So it really is pretty cool. And you do get more eyes on the property that way, actually. I could believe that. Now, are you experiencing folks of all ages using social media and video, or is it still just a young buyers and young sellers tool? No, it really does go across the age spectrum. Obviously, you actually would be surprised. The older clients are more savvy than you would think, and they want to learn how to interact with these platforms too. And I imagine it has shortened the sales cycle and probably really, if someone used to look at 10 properties, maybe is it safe to assume they've narrowed the list down to maybe four or five instead of going to look at all 10 homes because they pre-screened some things? Yes, I do believe that. And they really are honed in on what they're looking for. How does a realtor, somebody list their house by themselves or they go to one of these online platforms, how do you feel a true professional realtor adds value for your clients versus those other platforms? So, for example, because I'm a facts and figures person too, so a realtor can actually, on average, sell a home for about 16% more than if a person was to sell it on their own. So we're on the pulse of the current market trends, what's going on on a daily basis. And just like everyone else has their specialties and expertise in what they do, that's what we do as realtors. That's what we're on top of. So we bring that to the table, obviously the ability to work through and present the paperwork, which is very important. And then to develop exclusive marketing strategies like I have for my clients to make sure that their home is being seen in as many places as possible so they can achieve the highest possible price for their house. What trends do you see in real estate in the future? What do you see coming down the pipeline? I like to think about that a lot because I like to be more forward thinking. With COVID-19, I think we're going to see people looking for more dedicated home office space, even more so than before. They're going to be looking for kitchens that are suitable for entertaining people or hosting gatherings, small gatherings at the very least. They're going to be looking for backyards where you can entertain and be outside. Just basically, they're going to want to feel more comfortable in their living space. It's going to become more of a a comfort and not just a practical thing. And I think new construction is actually going to change up and move towards those 
desires to. Yeah, I think you're right. And I think you're seeing some of that already. It's funny how trends get recognized so quickly today in society and something with social media and the internet becomes broadcast and all of a sudden things shift up and go a whole new direction. Well, that's been awesome, Lee. I mean, you've been a fantastic resource today for our listeners. And I know folks are going to get a tremendous amount of value out of this. I especially like your comments about the COVID-19 protocols that you're following. And it's good to hear that if given the opportunity, people really are making good decisions and doing the right thing to keep everyone's health in mind. Thank you. That's awesome. And I appreciate you being here today and look forward to maybe having you back again sometime, giving us updates in the future. That would be excellent. Thank you so much, Jeff, for having me on. Great. And now, Lee, one last thing. If somebody was going to reach out to you and maybe wanted some guidance, what's the best way for them to get a hold of you? You can reach me at leesellshomes.com. That's L-E-I-G-H, sellshomes.com. My personal direct cell line is 301-730-0555. And my email address is Lee, L-E-I-G-H, Fangmeyer, F as in Frank, A-N-G, M as in Mary, E-Y-E-R, at remax.net. Awesome. Well, I appreciate that again. I hope to have you back here again today. And thanks for adding real value to our listeners today, Lee. I appreciate your time. Thank you so much. Thank you for tuning into the Plan to Retire podcast. Head on over to plantoretire.com. That's the number two. So plan the number two, retire.com. To learn more, schedule a no obligation introductory phone call or to subscribe to this free podcast on your favorite podcasting platform. We'll see you next time on the Plan to Retire podcast.